Welcome back to Conversations Podcast. I'm Scott Law. And I'm Terry Law. Sorry. I am here. <laughs> I'll speak in spirit, but not in body. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Glad to have you guys back. We're here talking about how to hear the voice of God again today. Unpacking that uh, scripturally. And uh, do you want to jump right? Do you want me to jump right into the scripture verse or well, anything you want let, to open up with? Let me just uh, say, Scott, to start this part of what we're saying. Uh, what we said last time is that 80% of what we hear from God comes out of the scripture. Our primary source for hearing God's voice, and that's what we're talking about, hearing God's voice, 80% of that is coming to us from reading the Word of God. And I want to talk about that specifically today, is how do you really hear the voice of God in the Bible? How does God unveil it to you? And uh, that involves the subject of faith. And we're going to have to take a look at faith today and realize how important faith is for hearing the voice of God. So, with that as an intro, just go ahead and, and read the scripture. Good. Romans 1.17 is our opening scripture. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. That's the key right there. The righteous man is going to live by faith. And when you live by faith, that means you walk according to God's voice. You can't walk by faith without hearing God's voice. And the important thing about hearing God's voice is learning how to believe and learning how important your faith is. So, Scott, first of all, we'll talk a little bit about faith itself, and then we'll move over into how faith uh, translates into us hearing God. Next verse, Romans 14.23b. It says, And everything that does not come from faith is sin. Read that again. And everything that does not come from faith is sin. That's why if you're going to hear God's voice and not be sinning, it, you're, you're hearing God's voice and it comes to you through faith. Mm. Next one. All right. The next verse is Hebrews 11.6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Two things to believe. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. That's number one. But I want you to notice here, you have to believe two things in order to exercise faith. He who comes to God must believe, number one, that he is, that he's listening, and that he also is a communicating God. You believe that he is, and then we are called upon to believe that he is a rewarder. Those are such powerful words. God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I don't know how many times, I think I, I counted some time ago in, in the past that the word reward, I think, appears in the New Testament about 80-some times. Mm. And it's impossible to understand God if you don't understand him as being a rewarder. He mm. wants to reward us. He wants to bless us. Mm. For he who comes to God must believe. There you go. So if God is a rewarder, that kind of flies in the face of God as a mean, angry, just a judgmental God. Right. It does. In, in, absolutely. Mm. God is 
love. God is reaching out to you and I. God has brought us into his kingdom. We are children of God through the love of Jesus. And uh, so important, you remember, he's rewarding. He's looking at your life, looking at things he can reward. Mm. And when we're sitting at the judgment seat of Christ, those things are going to come forward, and God is going to bless us for how we have followed him and and lived for him during our lives. Mm. It's good stuff. Next verse, Matthew 19, 26. Jesus looked at them and said, With man, that is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And then we will look at that uh, juxtaposed to Mark 9, 23. Jesus said to him, If you can't believe, all things are possible to him that believes. Okay, so in the two verses, Matthew, it says, With God, all things are possible. In Mark 9, it says, all things are possible to him who believes. So the one phrase common to both verses is uh, all things are possible. We don't have any problem believing that all things are possible to God. Why? Because he's God. He can do what he wants. <laughs> yeah. But it's an entirely different thing to, to believe all things are possible to him who believes. In other words, faith puts us on God's level. It puts us on a level with God and all things are possible to God. Yeah, I don't have pro- problem believing that, but I do have problem believing that all things are possible to him who believes. So my faith can put me on God's level and uh, put me to a place of, of uh, great blessing. And so just see the phrases as, through faith, things that are possible to God are made equally possible to the one who believes. I think that says it better. Through faith, things that are possible to God are made equally possible to the one who believes. And from beginning to end, the Bible consistently emphasizes the importance of our faith. That is a a key. Now, uh, I want to talk, Scott, for a few moments, if I can, on scriptures that I focused on in my early walk with God Mm -hmm. when God began to talk to me. Scriptures that God opened to me and opened me uh, to God. And uh, how did I acquire faith? Well, the first one was Proverbs. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Yeah. One of the first verses I remember mom uh, having me learn as a Uh a wee lad. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. That phrase, he will direct your path, indicates that God's going to be talking to you. He will direct your paths. The only way to know where to go is to hear from him. That's right. The right way to go. And so we've got to trust in him with all our heart, lean not unto our own minds and our own the way we think, but in all our ways acknowledge him. I remember traveling with Living Sound in the beginning, Scott. We were on the road, a whole bunch of young people in a bus traveling across America and Canada, and then went over to Africa, and as I rode on the bus, one of the best things that I did in hearing God's voice was, was to spend time in the Word and to spend time acknowledging and trusting in God and uh, meditating in God's Word. And God began to open that Word to me, and, and He began to talk to me through faith. And that's how that happened. Now, here's the second scripture that, that God used in my life. It's uh, 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 10. Sure. However, as it is written, 
what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. These are the things God has revealed to us by his Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. That is profound. No God has, has revealed him. God has revealed him. How does God reveal? He's got to talk to you. If God's going to reveal to you the things that the Spirit searches, then that's communication. God is saying something to you and telling you his will and the deep truths of Scripture, etc. The Holy Spirit knows the things that God has prepared for us, and he's the one we look to in order to understand God's will. So the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the one we look to to speak. How to hear the voice of God is how to hear the, the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That really sums up and gets right back to that. And uh, I, I want to go on to say that the more I spent time on these two portions of Scripture, uh, Proverbs 3 and uh, 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 10, I, I began in meditating and walking with the Lord. The Lord began to open the Scripture to us, and then I, be, I began to hear things in my spirit. My spirit would pick up things that God was saying. Just illustration, I remember in, in the first year Living Sound was on the road, we were in South Africa. I was on the platform preaching in a church. And all of a sudden, God gave me, we believers call it a word of knowledge. I didn't really understand what it was at the time. But all of a sudden, I said at the end of my message, I was coming to conclusion. I said, you know, there's somebody here tonight. You've got angry at somebody else, and you've hit them in the face with your fist. And you've done it in an argument. And God is talking to you now and telling you to go and make right with the person that you've hit. Well, there was a gasp went through the crowd. I didn't realize there was a Pentecostal Bible school class that was attending that service and that they had been discussing uh, the word of knowledge and a lot of class members didn't believe that God spoke anymore and that God revealed things anymore. And all of a sudden, here I am saying there's been someone, and I was describing someone in the class. One of the guys had hit another guy in the face with his fist, and they knew that I had never heard anybody tell me about it, but all of a sudden I'm telling them something had happened that day in their own class. And it was like a slap up beside the head, and they mm-hmm. all, the professor, the teacher, came to me at the end of the service. He said, sir, you couldn't have proved to us in a better way the fact of the supernatural aspects of the gifts of the Spirit because they watched you operate in it. Mm. And that said to them, hey, God does this, mm. and he does it today. Mm. <laughs> That's really good, Dad. I was thinking of hearing the voice of God at critical moments, understanding uh, what he's saying at a, at a critical moment. The night that our first daughter was born, Ariana, you remember that well. You were at Kevin Eldridge's church, I think, in, in Euless, Texas, mm-hmm. getting ready to preach. And Kathy went in. She wanted to have a, a normal delivery. And she had been dead set on it. Her mind was set on it. This is what I wanted to do. Uh, you know, I'm ready. And she had 26 hours of labor. It was terrible. And all of a sudden, 
they were monitoring our daughter in womb and her heart rate started going up and they were concerned. Kathy said, you know, we can do this. I, you know, and she was that dilated to a nine and a half, but Ariana still would not come through the birth canal because she had a gigantic head. <laughs> and I sensed at that moment, the nurse was there, the doctor was out of the room and I sensed at that moment, we need to have a C-section. Now this was against, we didn't even utter that word the entire pregnancy. It was just understood that mm-hmm. she wanted to have yeah. a regular delivery. And I sensed right then you need to have a C-section. And I looked at Kathy and, and I was holding your hand and I said, I really sense that you need to have a C-section. And she looked at me and she said, okay. And within an hour, she had a C-section. She delivered Ariana, who was almost black and blue. She wasn't, she almost had, she had stopped breathing. And that was why the elevated heart rate, she almost died. She was Mm. in NICU for a week. And it was the voice of the Holy Spirit that I heard in that critical moment. Mm -hmm. I was tuning in to what he was saying. Mm. And our oldest daughter is going to be 15 soon. She wouldn't be here if I did not listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Right. Praise the Lord. It's so important. And uh, just to know that you can listen to him because he's talking. That's a major issue right there. (laughs) If he's talking, somebody's got to hear. Somebody's got to listen. Tying this back into what we talked about last episode and then this episode, we as followers of Jesus believe in the truth of the Word of God, Mm -hmm. the written Word of God, the Logos. We believe in that. And because we believe in Scripture, we also believed that that scripture is God breathed through the Holy spirit. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we believe in the Holy spirit and God speaks to us through his word, through the Holy spirit. And we believe as Christians, the, the validity and the importance of scripture of the word of God, the written word of God. We also believe through scripture that the Holy spirit exists and that he speaks to us and that he can speak to us in any number of ways Mm -hmm. at any time both asleep and awake. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that's important here to drive that home, that we're talking about Scripture. We have established the the importance and the validity of Scripture. And a majority of the way that God speaks to us is through His Scripture. Mm -hmm. Maybe not even just sitting and reading. We could be meditating. We could Mm -hmm. be driving. We could be listening to something on on the radio, uh, on a podcast, online, and, you know, God speaks to us in a number of ways, but it com- it often comes through the source of Scripture, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what we're driving home here. So right. anyway, continue to jump in what you were saying. So is- one of the beautiful Scriptures that tells us how faith comes to us, uh, in Romans ten seventeen, it says, Now faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Faith comes. You start hearing God's voice. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. There's a certain way you listen to God's Word. And when you listen the right way, you hear His voice. And we're going to talk about that in a little while. But one of the most important scriptures that I found that talked to me and that blessed me in understanding how to hear God's voice was I read somewhere in the book of Proverbs, and I'm going to ask you to read that, Scott. Proverbs chapter 4 verses 20 through 22. And let's look at what the Word of God says here. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. 
Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Okay, notice there are four steps here, and I'm going to try to make it clear. This is how we hear God's voice. First of all, the Bible says, attend to my words. When you attend to something, you push off anything that's superfluous, that's not related to what you're attending. You're attending one thing, you're focused, and you're not looking anywhere else. And Solomon is saying here, attend to my words. That's number one. Then secondly, he says, incline thine ear to my sayings. When you incline your ear, you bend down, put your hand behind your ear to make sure that you're hearing what someone says. And so the writer here is saying, first you attend to God's words, attend, uh, my son, attend to my words. Number two, incline your ear, bow yourself. In other words, humble yourself. And allow the authority of God's word to speak to you. That's why I'm, that's so important in inclining your ear. You humble yourself and say, Lord, I'm listening. And whatever you say, I'm going to do. Then the third step, very simple, says, let them not depart from thine eyes. I mean, you can look in various directions. If you're looking at scripture, you, you've got to understand you can't be looking at books that rebuke or deny scripture. Uh, get your eyes off of anything that is superfluous, anything that is not focused on God's Word. In other words, let them not, don't let the Word of God depart from your eyes. Keep focused on God's Word and what God's mm. Word says. Then step number four says very simply, keep them in the midst of your heart. How do you keep something in the midst of your heart? That's when you meditate. It's very much like a cow chewing its cud. I was shocked to find out that the word meditate in the Old Testament was a word for a cow chewing its cud. I used to work on a farm. I remember milking cows when I was a boy. I'd watch a cow take a bite of grass and start to chew on it, and then it would stop after a short time, then it would start chewing again. And I always wondered what happened to whatever was in the cow's mouth. Where did it go? Found out later, it's called chewing a cut. A cow can chew food, swallow it, and bring it back up again. From one of its many stomachs. From one of its many stomachs, and chew some more. And that's what the word for meditate in the word is. In other words, chew it, chew it. It's so powerful when we meditate on God's word, when we keep his words in the midst of our heart, that's when we start to hear. The very first scripture verse, when, when we just read uh, Proverbs 4 and what Solomon had said, I was reminded of the very first verse that I that mom taught me as a little boy, probably three or four years old, Psalms 119.11, Solomon's father, David, he said, your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Mm-hmm. Your word, th- Those two verses, <clears throat> father and son are, are writing and it's basically saying the same thing. Keep them within your heart, Solomon says. And David says that your word was hidden in my heart. Right. It's established in his heart and hidden and kept there. It's the idea of meditating day and night. And mm-hmm. I would add that to you just in saying that in order to hear God's voice, you're going to have to learn how to meditate. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to chew on the word of God, practice it, say it backwards and forwards and all those kinds of things. But in the process Learn to hear what God is saying because then God will start showing you things that are very important. Now, uh, 
This is bringing us to a subject, Scott, that uh, we're going to deal on uh, in our, our next session. It's God's Word spoken to us and how God speaks the Word and how important being able to interpret God's Word and His voice because this is all about how do I hear the voice of God. We have to hear a certain word that God speaks to us and uh, we've led up to that and we will take a break now and we'll come back <laughs> at our next session and we will study how to hear God's voice in a more direct fashion. Mm, that's good. Quick reminder here now on the last verse we talked about, Proverbs 4, 20 through 22. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. That's kind of a, a great passage of scripture to remind ourselves of, of how to hear God's voice. Mm-hmm. Incline your, humble yourself. Pay attention to what God is wanting to say to you mm-hmm. in a given moment. Don't mm-hmm. be distracted. Limit the distractions in your life. Tune in to the fact that God is and is continually speaking to you about whatever situation is in your life. Listen. Listen. Incline yourself. Humble yourself. If you incline your ear, you've got to listen. You're bowing in order to hear. You're cupping your hand to your ear and you're uh, inclining your ear, you're bending forward. You're submitting yourself to the exactly. person that's speaking right. and to the message of the, from the Holy Spirit. So we encourage you today, get into the Word of God. Read it, listen to it, study it. Hide it in your heart, as David said. Put it in your heart. Keep it within your heart, as Solomon says here in Proverbs 4, so that when challenging times come, you can be engaging with the Holy Spirit and hearing what the Holy Spirit is saying to you to get you from where you are to where you need to be. Amen. 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 Well, thank you guys for listening today. Grace and peace on you all. And we look forward to talking to you again soon. Take care. Thank you for listening today to the Conversations Podcast with Terry Law and Scott Law. We hope you enjoyed it. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsor, Terry Law Speaks. Go to terrylawspeaks.com if you'd like to book Terry to speak at your church or special event. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and many of the other major podcast platforms. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll see you next time as we continue to share the love and grace of God with you and with those who've yet to hear.